Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today is the effervescent Bridget D. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. We're full of happiness. We're also a little sad because Shelly Epperly has decided she's going to move on to other things. Got too many things going on in her life right now, but she's going to continue to be a listener. So that's a cool thing. Uh, so that, that's on a little bit of a downside, but we have a big upside that kind of offsets it. In other words, we climbed down the spiral. Now we're going back up the spiral. And someone who knows all about the spiral because she's in boot camp with me is Janine. Janine, I mean, first of all, <laughs> I reached out yesterday after I did yesterday's podcast with Louie and with uh, Anne-Marie. And, and we, we really hit heavily on, you know, give it a shot, give it a shot. And you gave it a shot. I did. I, I heard your call and I was like, oh, yes, that's it. I'm ready. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. After I sent that, <laughs> I'm like, well, am I ready? Holy cow. <laughs> that's okay. Nerves are part of it, right? I mean, Bridge, well, Bridget, I don't, do you even have nerves? I mean, right. so high yeah, today my nerves. energy was off. So you know was what really? I did? Yes, but I um, got to listen to you and Debbie G the one time with, um, I had to write this down, Sean Stevenson. Am I getting that right? Um, he was dancing. So I was like, you know what, Bridget? You didn't dance today. That's your problem. Uh, so I went and I danced and I felt amazing and I'm back to me and I'm feeling great. <laughs> I like your dancing and because dancing, you know, uh, I dance around the house like by myself and sometimes we'll go out to a club just to, just to dance. But, um, I, uh, dancing really brings me back down to or, or raises my vibration. So yes. especially when I'm like down the spiral, it brings me right back up. Yeah, that's what I wanted to um, um, ask Walt. When you weren't feeling well, like before your vacation and everything, and like, did you already know you were down this spiral, or did you did you have any feeling of like? Because you said it kind of came on suddenly, right? It came on suddenly. Um, I knew that we were preparing to go away, and because I run my wife's gardening service business now. I had to make sure everything was set for us to be gone for a few days. Cause I mean, I do scheduling day to day. So I, I had to schedule it out for, you know, three days so that the crew would know what they would be, what, what would be uh, going on, what they'd be doing, um, that gave, giving them work that would be stuff that they wouldn't have to actually do a whole lot of asking questions about there. It would be easy for them to handle. Like, yes, I know what I'm doing with this one. There's no big questions about this project. And that, that takes some doing when you're doing the scheduling. It's kind of hard to explain without actually knowing the business, but it, it, there's some stresses involved in that. So that was part of it. But what I found out just by going through the experience, which by the way, was really not very nice at all. And I won't describe it here because it was <laughs> terrible, but when, after I went through it, of course I was talking with Louise and, and it's a wonderful thing to be married to a former psychotherapist because you learn all kinds of stuff that way and you get like free therapy. Well, not really, but, um, the, the, the point is that she was able to help me as I was discovering for myself just how stressed I was. I didn't know how stressed I was. I was, I was basically burying it without real, without realizing I was burying it. But she could see it in you. Oh, she could see it. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't so much that she could see it. I asked her about that specifically. I said, how did you know I was so stressed? She said, because when I was running the business, I was that stressed. Okay. So it was just more of like a feeling she had. Okay. I got you. But it really begs the question, um, is this something that you're really enjoying, Walt? No. Okay. Because this is- And I've known that for some time. Right. Because how you're feeling is how I felt when I was working in- the office world. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it got to the point where I felt like 
if I went in one more day, I, I would just stop breathing. I, I, it and, was so yeah. overwhelming and so um, restricting, you know, and, and so I, that's just something to think about. If you really don't like it, there's oh, maybe there's a way. Me, I give it a lot of thought. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's one of the reasons why I do a show. The show is one of the, my releases. It's one of my ways of um, you okay. know, getting rid of some of that stress. And I have irons in the fire right now. I literally have a programmer right now who's working on something new that when he's done with his work, I'm going to launch a new business. And if that oh, business wow. takes off, the hope and plan is that we can find a buyer for this one. Now, nice. the other reason why I'm not enjoying this, I, 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 there are aspects of, of it that I do enjoy and I focus on them because, well, Janine, you know, just retire, you're supposed to be spending a lot of time focusing on, on bringing yourself up the spiral by appreciating. Absolutely. And you're trying to appreciate your transgressors, right? That's the thing. Well, right. here's a transgressor. The way, so I find ways to appreciate it. And there are things I like about it. Um, probably the hardest part to deal with is that. When Louise first started this business, she now bear in mind, she started this about uh, was about 20 years ago, something like that. And she did it pretty much on her own for years. I would do her bookkeeping for you know a lot of those years, but pretty much she was just doing it her own. And it was all manual because she's not a computer person at all. So a few years ago, when she started to get sick, if, uh, listeners will remember that she had a, a thyroid condition that she managed to heal, by the way, using the kind of stuff we talk about here. But as she was developing that condition, it was largely because all of it was being done manually. There, there was very little electronics, very little computerization built into it. Now, I started building it in because that's my background. The thing that I found that kind of frustrated me is there, there are lots and lots of software packages out there mm -hmm. for people running service type businesses like ours. And I've said this before on the show. I'll say it again. There are a lot of them and they're bad. <laughs> they're just not good software. They, they cover pieces of it. You know, they do this chunk or they do those pieces or whatever. I haven't found one yet, except for one that I know of that's really, really expensive. Except for that one, I haven't found one yet that will actually do all the pieces that we need done. In fact, I also got to the point about two years ago while Louise was still pretty sick where I was taking over much more of the business at that point, I was realizing just how much of it needed to be automated. And I started trying to figure out how to write the software myself. And I have some background with that, but I'm not a programmer, not, not in the sense of having gone to school for software development and all that kind of stuff. So I ran into a wall and like, I couldn't do it. I actually ended up breaking through that wall when I wrote the app for LOA Today. That was, that was kind of like my my intermediate right. step. So I'm actually thinking about, well, do I want to take my winter this year? Because, you know, we're a seasonal business. We end in at the end of October. Do I want to take my winter and try writing that software again? Because if I could write that software, that would solve an awful lot of the problems, a lot of the frustration that that's that's involved in running something like this. Do you believe I you'll also, be happier if, you, pardon me, do you believe you'll be happier if you, if you get this done or... Is, That's is this part of the, the main, like, right, right? Because I would hate to see you start developing illness because of your, you and me both, you know, absolutely. Because and of this constant you. running into. Oh uh, God. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's one of the reasons that I was motivated to join Thai boot camp this summer, even though summer is extremely busy because we're running this gardening business. It's very, very busy, but I, I knew it was going to give me tools. That, yeah. Now, I already have tools. We've talked about them 
for years here on the show, but it would give me more tools for dealing with this, for dealing right. with this stuff. And it has helped. It has helped quite a bit. Um, I'm still trying to answer the question. In fact, I even tried uh, probing an answer another way. How about hiring somebody to, to well, do there the you programming? Go. Uh, well, that would cost about $10,000. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So if we were going to keep the business for a few years, I could see kind of amortizing that over a few years. That, yeah, okay, I could see that as an investment. But if you're trying to sell it, does that make sense? Well, it might. It might. I mean, I had a condo many years ago. And when I wanted to sell the condo, it was kind of, it wasn't, it was before the big um, real estate boom of the, of the 2000s and 2010s. And that boom, that, that pre-boom period was kind of a hard time to sell. And I got pricing from real estate agents saying, well, here's what we think you're going to get for it. And it wasn't nearly good enough from my perspective. So I hired somebody for like six grand to come in and just completely, you know, redo the inside, just put up, you know, repaint everything and, you know, just make it look all brand new and it ended up uh, getting me about 18,000 more on the condo. So it can oh, be worthwhile. Yeah. It can very much be worthwhile. That's what I have to calculate out. If I spend eight to 10 grand on having the software done, will I be able to get the value back by selling the business? Cause Louise is pretty much done, I think. And I want to sell it too. And we should be able to. Get you know, I nice think you're done from. too, Walt. I've been listening oh, yeah. to you for a while and I'm just going to say that. Oh, I I'm think definitely you're done. done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's like, I mean, it's, it, it's like the joke about the guy who was, um, uh, the patron saint of chefs. I don't know if you ever heard this one. I think it's actually a true story. He, he was an actual saint, but, but he is a patron saint of chefs. And the joke is that when he was being burned at the stake halfway through, he said, turn me over. I'm done on that side. I mean, this is true. Oh, God. I, yeah, so I don't know if I believe that one, but you know, I, I think, I, I would think that humor would be hard to find when you're, you know, roasting the dog. I would think so too, just, but then again, I can also thought. appreciate his position. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a question that I'm still trying to iron out and still, still, still trying to figure out how do we want to resolve this? Because we definitely want to solve the business. We, there's no doubt about that. thing is, selling a business like this is not an easy sale. It, it, it's tricky because it's mostly customer goodwill. It's not like there's a whole, it's not like you have a building to hand off or something like that. You know, I, I often think that if I lived near you, I'd probably work for you because I, I am like, um, I'm a master gardener without the degree. You know, I, I, you and the, land, the, the landscapers do, they, 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 I, I say they, uh, blow and mow. Yes. That's, that's, that's all they do. They blow and mow. I, I trim my own bushes. I call it slash and burn. It's the same thing. Slash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I've created my, you know, like my, my, my bushes, my oleanders to like arch and my bougainvilleas are arching and I, I can't <laughs> I get it. my, um, I can't get, my hibiscus to arch, but I, I try to like trim it up. So, you know, and here in, in Phoenix, cause I'm in Phoenix, Arizona in the summer, that's our dead, dead time. That's oh, yeah. our quiet time. I mean, everything is still, the grass is growing, but I mean, we just, I don't go out there. I'm like, I water well, in the it'd morning. Be I'm dangerous like, to your health if you did. It's just, it's, you know, lately it's been only like, it's been below 110. It's okay. I can handle it, but it's just yeah, like, <laughs> you know, with like, a dew point of like 64, which is like really miserable well, here. But yeah, of course, if I go to Georgia, then that'd be a different story. That'd be really humid. But, um, right. so when you say, you know, this is the, your peak season, I said, this is our winter. 
Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turf. Very different growing zone in New England compared to Arizona. No doubt about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, but that, Bridget, you asked the question. Did, did I answer your question? Um, I don't know. Did you do anything like in particular to get back up your spiral or like, did it just happen? Like Louis said, how like sometimes when you get, um, you know, the Christmas week vacation, your body, you're sick for like two days because you finally can chill. Like, you know, and then it just dissipated or did you do something? Did you have to do something to get out of it? Like I had to get out of my funk today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes to all of that. Okay. Um, I, I got, we were planning to go away Thursday and stay away through Sunday. So it was four days. It was, it was not really as so much a vacation as a getaway. I got sick on, on Wednesday mm-hmm. and I got really, really sick to the point where Thursday I was so wiped out I couldn't travel. So Thursday was, can I recover enough so that we can salvage the last three days of the vacation? Because we, we had a house rented and everything. I mean, we were, it was all paid for. And the answer to that turned out to be yes. So I Thursday, as I was recovering, I, I did a lot of sleeping, which is unusual for me during the day. And then I also just did, yeah, I was doing, um, the uh, meditation, the first meditation that comes with the Thai boot camp over and over and over again. I think I went through that meditation and usually fell asleep in the middle of it, but I went through that meditation probably, I don't know, six times that day. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I was doing it throughout the weekend too. Plus sounds a I was little doing bit other... like hammering though. It sounds like it, well, it was, to make it happen. It was, but it was, I was so far down the spiral mm. that I was just crawling. I was clawing my way up. I was trying to do anything I could because mm. literally the place that I was in was a place of, I don't care about life. Yeah. That's how yeah. low it was. Okay. Really, yeah. really low. Um, I, I tried doing the three step method that David has talked about. Three to five, three, three to five, three, three to five or three, three to five things. Or is that gratitude? Well, gratitude or the appreciation. It's the new module, the one that that he just. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So so you you start with the low thought activity, then you do the three to five things of gratitude and then you do the meditation. Got it. And I tried doing that one and that helped. That helped a lot. It still didn't quite get me there. I was way, way down, really down. It's funny because I've been, I've been kind of feeling like that, uh, lately, except until yesterday. Mm. And I said, okay, this is enough. I, I, I have got to stop this like spiral. Um, I, there were a couple of things that happened. I've held on to, I held on to those negative thoughts. I couldn't seem to like, I was like pit bulling it, you know, couldn't yep. let, let it go. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I have to reach out to my mentor and I have to reach out to somebody and just like, just for a few minutes and talk because I, I had to talk myself out of this ledge because you know, mm. you know, when we, we grab onto something and, and we don't want to let it go, even though we know it's bad for us, like we start eating sugar and then, next, you know, we, 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 uh, we, we start uh, adding sugar to our coffee and next you know, we're eating Twinkies and then we're, you know, scarfing down a piece of chocolate cake in your car by yourself. I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And this is like, <laughs> you know, and that sounds like what you were going through. Like it was just like, you couldn't get out of that hole. Kind of, yeah. Except there wasn't I, sugar. I, I wasn't doing the sugar <laughs> thing, no. I, I, I really wasn't leaning on anything. I, I was mm-hmm. just depressed. No, no. I was just, I, I was just in pure right. depression. That's all. Oh, I was just trying to, I was just trying to sort of uh, parallel it to how, yeah, oh, how yeah, going yeah. down the spiral is sort of like when we, 
losing, losing, losing control or losing focus of our emotions is almost like an addiction in a way that once we, once we start on it, it's sort of like a, like a downward spiral and, and which it's, it all goes hand in hand, you know, but. Once David said about the recycled thoughts, I was like, that's so true. And then that made me um, recognize it when I was doing it. And then I would, it's like so much easier to stop. Once you just realize you're doing it, it's so much easier to stop. Obviously, if you don't realize you're doing it, you're not going to stop. So once he said that, I was like, that's so true. I do that like often. And it's normally if it's something, uh, you know, like something unwanted that you don't want or whatever. So I just now I just try and do what he says and just put anything in your head that's positive, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have a great day. Set the best intention and whatever. And I just try and knock it out that way because I'm like, wait, I'm doing exactly what he said. So It's interesting you mentioned David, too, because Janine will know this. David was on vacation, I think it was about a week and a half ago. And he remember how he talked about how he went down the spiral on his vacation? Yes. Mm. And, yes. and as, as soon as I heard that, like a day or two after I hear that, I go down the spiral getting ready for my vacation. I thought, to myself, right. oh, God, law of attraction. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Well, you know, David is, I think we would pretty much put him in the master class. And it happened to him. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes down the spiral. It's just part of life. It, it happens really in is. life. If you're breathing in and out, you're going to go down the spiral at times. It's just going to happen. Now, but that's I, the plus side. Victory, we're all here. Well, we are. <laughs> and I count it as a victory because I was only down for a day and a half. There are people who've been down for weeks. Yeah, that's that's not bad because, you know, like it seems like I was off and on down for about a week and a half. And mm-hmm. especially going through Taya and it's almost like an excuse to beat myself up even more because I should be, I should be. And it's just, you know, it's reaching for the good thoughts, reaching for the, you know, getting rid of, like you said, Bridge, the, the, they're getting rid of the recycled thoughts, grabbing onto something new. But sometimes it's like today, I I won't share details, but my husband said something to me and it started to send me down. I'm like, Whoa, wait. And and David, (laughs) you caught it though. Yeah. David's, David's voice came into my head. Is this worth going down my spiral? (laughs) You know, especially since, you know, to, you know, I was going to be on here with you and, and I mean, I don't want to be in a funk, right? I want to, no, you know, I don't, I, it's like, so I, I, okay, no, 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 no. And then I started to find uh, things to appreciate about it. Like, well, okay, maybe he said that because he wasn't in a good space or maybe, you know, and so I was just reaching for the better thought and better thought. And after a few minutes, I was able to not go there, but I, I used to be triggered. I didn't really realize how easily I was triggered. I mean, I mean, I could like turn on a dime. I could be happy. And all of a sudden I'm like, like, all chihuahua, you know, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's my husband's like, stop. So, you know, I didn't go there. I was just like, okay, you know, and um, it helped that he had a business meeting. So I couldn't go in there and go, bah, 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 you know, so, <laughs> but um, you know, I talked myself down the ledge and, but it, it's like these little tools and, and we don't always get them right all the time. And it's no. not all, they're not always easy to use all the time, but, but when we're upper spiral, they're a lot easier to see how, oh, yeah. how they work. It's a lot easier to see. So we have to be gentler on ourselves because some of these, when we're down the spiral, because some of the times these, these, these times have been like ingrained in us, right? I mean, they're just, they're kind of like a part of who we are at, mm-hmm. at some point. And we sort of, we don't have to identify with that anymore. We can break away from that. So Good point. yeah. 
Um, in fact, on that same point, Jeffrey in the uh, live stream asked the question, did you go back to the mirror exercises? Because that's one of my favorite things to do. And Jeffrey, I got to honestly tell you, I'd forgotten completely about mirror exercises. Me too. I was so that down. far down the, the spiral, I, they couldn't even come into my mind. That's how far down I was. But can you're you right, that, would, in, that probably would have helped. Can you give an example of mirror exercises? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you look is, in the mirror, you, okay. just, you, you look yourself right in the eye, which is hard the first time. Um, but I've done it a few times now, like, you know, a few hundred. And so it's a lot easier now. But you look yourself in the mirror and you basically talk to yourself and think of every way that you possibly can to tell yourself you're doing well right. and to tell you that you love yourself and to tell you that you are are proud of yourself and that you're making good progress. And then you start okay. itemizing them. And, and the idea is to get into that feeling space, right? Because feeling is the secret. Um, as Neville said, right. and it is. So you, one of you my favorite yourself, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Neville was really, really cool. Um, but that makes it all the difference in the world okay. is is getting into that feeling. And, and and the reason that I got into mirror exercises uh, the first time, I, which I've detailed here many times, is because I was trying to get that that voice, that that ongoing chattering monkey voice in the back of the head mm -hmm. to shut up, and it worked. <laughs> it, it shut up. It, that was interesting. Now I was going through this down the spiral thing, right? Really, really down. There was very little chatter going on in my head. And I would have thought it would have come back in a big way, and it didn't. Oh, wow. So, so the mirror exercises are really very effective in that way. They really do get rid of that that junky thing in the back of the mind thing. Me, 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 me. It just stops. Yeah, just I could try that. You said it was hard for you at first, right, Ma? It It varies. A lot of people have trouble with it just because it's hard to look yourself in the eye and tell yourself, I love you. It's not yeah. e an easy thing to do. Um, it took me about, I'd say, three to five days to get past that. And then once I got okay. past it, I was like, ah, no problem. Hey, I love you. I love you. And then yeah. it was really easy after that. Yeah. You know, but those first few days, is like, oh, God, oh, can't do it. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it really does work. It's, a, it talk, it's also a great way to build self-esteem, by the way. Yeah, I think we all should talk to ourselves a lot better. And I was just mm. saying that to my husband um, earlier today. I was like... I never thought of it, but I don't really think that I talk to myself that well on my head. Like, you know, it's not like I'm like super hard on myself, but I'm never like, hey, I love you. Hey, you're awesome. Why don't we do that? <laughs> it's <laughs> right? really healthy. We should all do that. We are we should. Awesome. It's Why really are we good. not doing that? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, we're all source energy. How could we not be awesome? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. And how often do we again. give ourselves credit for that? That's the thing. Like, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. was the last time I gave myself credit for that? <laughs> yeah. Well, That's you true. should. So should you. Yeah. I'm going to start. I really am. I'm going to start the mirror exercises. I'm glad you guys brought that up. They are terrific. I'm, actually, another former co-host, um, Mike and Anne Marie, who are friends of ours living in Middletown, Connecticut. Mike started picking up on the mirror exercises a few years ago after I talked about it here on the show. And he had uh, his own issues that he was trying to work through. He said those mirror exercises did more than anything else he'd ever done to help him work through the issues. Oh, that's, that's awesome. just just by doing them. They, it was like it was giving him like a push mm -hmm. to, to get through all those little resistance points about why he shouldn't be working on his stuff. Yeah. That's and I think cool. it's because it builds up your self-esteem, your, your self-confidence. Yeah. Your self-love, literally. Right. Yeah. Or, that was kind of like affirmations for me in the beginning. They were like a little difficult mm -hmm. for me to do, but once I started mm -hmm. doing them, they just, they helped a lot. Yeah. 
which is exactly the module that Janine and I are on. We're on module eight, which is like halfway through the Thai boot camp course. And that's exactly right. what it's all about. They call it worthiness, but it's basically the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't look at it like that. <laughs> no, I've never been much of an affirmation kind of person. I just, they've always like felt, fell flat, but, but, but the way he has it presented, like it just speaks to me differently. Mm. Just, um, it, you know, just, you know, I am worthy of, which is, I suppose that is very similar. I think about it. Well, sure. Anything that is addressing how you feel about yourself, whether you call it worthiness or self-esteem or self-confidence or self-love or whatever you want to call it, you can call it X. It doesn't matter what you call it. Anything well, that works on that is going to be working on the same thing because it's working on you. It's working right. on how you feel about you. Right. And I, I really think self-worthiness also comes from what we do, like what we do, um, uh, self-worth, self, um, uh, I, I know that my self-worth, my, my belief in myself has, has grown since I've been doing my work mm -hmm. and, um, I work with the elderly and specifically with people who are, who are toward the end of their life. Um, I, I've recently completed a course to be a, 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 a deaf doula and bringing that into my life and, and helping others with it has, has bring me, brought me the, 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 the biggest sense of, of joy and worthiness I've ever had. So, For people who don't know that term either, define what a death doula is. What is a doula? A, a death doula is a person who uh, brings um, more uh, meaning and value um, uh, to the family and to the person who is dying, and usually in the way of like a legacy project. Uh, it could be it could be writing a story. It could be um, helping person mend a fence. Whatever that with another person. Whatever that looks like to the individual that you're working with. Um, because my, 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 my ultimate goal is to really help people, help our society change this idea we have on death and dying, which is to me is very, uh, it, it's still very much a taboo subject. Um, mm -hmm. dying is going to happen to all of us. Um, we should bring it back into the living room. We should bring it back <laughs> into discussion. We should bring it back, not make it so morose, not make it so depressing. It's, it's. Of course, it's it's. You know, we we can't all have um, parades when 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 people pass away. We you know it's not, you know I, I, it comes to mind like you know in in uh, Louisiana when sometimes when people yeah. pass away they have the the parades and with the music and such like that. You know, a lot of people don't um, don't see it that way, but in, in a way I, I celebrate the end. Of I always life. thought I that kind celebrate of celebrate it. I, I, the, 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 you know, the, the New Orleans jazz band, uh, send off kind of thing. Right. Where, where, it, where they start it, off with playing the dirge and then they switch over to the, the, the Dixieland type jazz and they, right. they're just, you know, oh my God, it's, it's such a shift in energy to do that. It's really, you really know, fabulous. It, it used to be when, you know, Auntie May passed away. We, um, or here, let me, let me, let me say this. Uh, if, if, you know, Joe was hit by a buggy and a horse and carriage in, in 150 years ago, he wouldn't be brought to a hospital. He would be brought home to, mm -hmm. to convalesce or to get better. Um, or if he was going to die, he would be at home and the family would take care of them. And when he passed away, he would be there for the family to come and visit. And then the family would be responsible for the burial. Right. And I, I think it, if, if I remember correctly, it, it really was when the funeral business started, started to, to kick up back in there. Um, I think the earlier, uh, 20th century 
that we lost sort of contact and we lost touch with our, 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 our dead and our dying. So, um, my, again, my, my, my goal is to, to bring more awareness to, to the dying process and more acceptance. And, uh, let's stop making it a taboo subject because it's going to happen. Right. As you're, as you're describing that, I'm thinking about two things. First, I'm thinking about Taya because mm-hmm. in Taya, of course, um, they, they make a very strong pitch for the idea. Well, you know, we're all going to die. You know, question is, can we find appreciation for it? And so I'm wondering if that has influenced you. And then along a similar line, I'm thinking about what Abraham Hicks talks about. Because Abraham Hicks, I love this. They say, we we want to be very disrespectful about death. So we call it croaking. Croaking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not quite there. Um, I I, I use different terms. And um, I I like transition. Mm -hmm. And I I don't want to monopolize the conversation. But... uh, a few years no, ago, this my, is good. This my, is the way this works. Welcome thank you. to the show. This is the thank way it you. goes. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. My my husband. Uh, they found a tumor in his in his in his in his esophagus, his, mm. his his esophagus, his throat, and um, oftentimes those are cancerous. And it was benign, but when for two weeks we were waiting for this. I mean, they sent it to mm. one the, the tests to to one lab to another. Three doctors. It, it was it was crazy. It, they could not believe it wasn't cancerous. They couldn't believe it. And I was so overwhelmed for two weeks. My sister said, and my mother were like, Hey, um, uh, let us introduce you to Abraham Hicks, which is strange that I never found her on my own because I'm, I've been in that kind of realm a lot longer than my sister ever was. And so she mm. said, look, but, and, and as soon as I started listening to Abraham Hicks, it just, it, it just resonated with me and I ran with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I studied a little bit more the dying process. Through, uh, the law of attraction, through spirituality, through, you know, um, and now what, what, what David says about, you know, that we, that, that, that this, oh, David likes to say that this lifetime is like going, like, it's like a weekend trip to the beach yes. for our soul. Yeah. And, and, and it, it just resonates so much with me, you know, and so of course I don't want my life to be over. None of us do, but it all, it's going to, whether mm-hmm. it's today or in, in 50 years. It's going to happen. So instead of, and instead of, uh, 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 of being depressed about it, let's, it, it brings, to me, it brings more, more meaning to my life to know that I could just cope tomorrow. Yeah. Because that thing that I really want to do, I'm not going to wait for years. I'm not going to put it on the shelf and go, Oh, I wish I did that. I wish I could do that. I, I'm going to try to find a way to make it happen. So in a way, it, it, this, this realization that we aren't going to live forever. I mean, at least this body. Um, makes me actually more proactive about how I want to take a hold of my life. And, and so discovering, um, Abraham Hicks and then, and then David has just like expounded my life to, to a point where I can't even begin to, I mean, like I said, I've gotten into this class. I've always wanted to do the, the dual thing. Even at one point years ago, I took this, this composting class. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love, love composting. I flew over. It was something years before I would never have done. And, and I flew to California and I, um, UC Davis and I, and I studied. It was like a week, five days of mixing stuff and it was so much fun but just allowing myself the the opportunity to do this and giving myself the permission was was the key and so you know when again we realize the end is going to come then let's make life as meaningful as possible 
Yeah. Let's help as many. Right. Let's help as many people as we can. I got to insist something here, by the way, because before the show, Janine was expressing nervousness, which is normal. You know, the first time on a show, yeah. you're always going to be nervous. Uh, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that Jeffrey shared in the live stream, because this is one of the reasons that you, that you end up wanting to become addicted to doing the show. First of all, he said about me, it's fun and amazing to watch you go through the program, Walt. I appreciate your honesty with the changes you experienced. Of course, I read that. And I just started to glow and so forth. So thank you for that, Jeffrey. That's and wonderful. then he threw it in for you. He says, I love the death doulas that I know. Thank you for helping people through the transition. Thank Aww. you. Thank you very much. So now you know yeah. why it feels so good to do this show, right? Look at that kind of feedback you got instantly. That thank just you. kind of awesome. fuels you, right? Well, and I sort of, in the way it sort of happened was is, Again, part of my journey after listening to AH and becoming accepting of what we really are, that we're energy having a physical experience, I, I quit my, my office job, which I, like I said, I, 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 the thought of going in one more day was, was going to kill me. I, I just couldn't do it. Mm. And I immediately got into what I really wanted to do was working with senior citizens. And I, ever since I was a child, my best friend were, were the elderly. I learned how to do so many things from, from the elderly and my, I have great appreciation for the elderly and the very first client I, 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 I helped actually passed away in my hands. And mm -hmm. then the very second client I had passed away in my hands. Um, and, and, and this is after the family said, Janine, you know, we, we have to go. Uh, uh, we've been here. He's been actively dying for days now. We have to get to work and, but can you please sit down with, you know, with, with him and help his wife out. And of course, you know, of course I would do that. And I sat down and I talked to him and in 10 minutes after 10 minutes, he, he passed away. And, and when his son found out that I was with him and he passed away, he goes, of course it was you. Of course, you know, we were here all week with them. And, and, and so at any rate, I, it's, it, I, I don't think there's any coincidence there. No, I, I no. honestly believe he, yeah. I, I don't know the situation, but my guess is he wanted them to leave. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, yeah. he had the end stage of Parkinson's, which is like mm -hmm. a dementia. And, um, I spent, that is also my specialty is working with people with dementia. So, um, and the trick is, is to keep my energy very high, keep my, um, keep myself as high up the vibrational scale as possible, which is very easy to do because I love what I do. So mm -hmm. I come in and, and, and just raise the energy. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And, and Bridge, she was talking about how, what it was like when, you know, she, she had to get out of that office job. You kind of have been through the same thing, but, but talk about what your experience has been along that line. I left, um, one job because I felt like every day I just wanted to literally jump out the window just because I just That's wanted right. to be outside. I wanted the sun. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to do things when I wanted to do them, like time restraints and then like the hour drive there and whatnot. And, um, and then I, I quit because this is what I want to do. And then I went back to it, you know, for the reasons that your ego goes back to it because of money and health insurance and all that good stuff. So I went back to it and it was the same thing. I just wanted to run out the door every day. And it wasn't an even, it was just like, because it just was not soul fulfilling. That's solely like, that literally is what it was. It was well, not filling me up. <laughs> it also you know, sounds like it was yeah. still crushing to you. It sounds like it was actually well, yeah. tearing you down. I mean, in a way, yeah. It was just, like she said, just brings you down. You don't, you're not being fulfilled. You're not going to be up your spiral. You're just depleting yourself, really. And then you're not going to be mm -hmm. able to be there for anybody. Even in your I, I was the same. I was the same way as you, Bridge, that I was like, 
I, if I didn't leave, I was going to get fired because I, every 15 minutes I was jumping up out of my seat, running outside. It was like, you could not keep me in that chair. Like literally my boss was like, um, it's obvious you don't want to be here. Why don't you leave? You know, that was, <laughs> was me like, in my head. I was just, a, so yeah, I totally get you. If you were talking to somebody right now who was kind of on the fence about making a move like that, because let's be honest, that that's a big move. This is not mm -hmm. a small transition you're talking about. This is like leaving security and going out into the unknown and trusting the law of attraction, really trusting it and all that kind of stuff. So if they're on the fence, what, what yeah. would you tell them? Um, honestly, I, I just wanted to go with my intuition because I've had it for so long and I feel like whenever I have not gone with it, no matter what stage of my life I was in, it didn't end up the way I wanted, so to speak, or whatever, you know, um, however you want to put it in terms. But anytime I went with my intuition, everything always worked out. It was always great. It was a great time. Everything's fun, joyous, like life's supposed to be. And not just fun, like you're not going to go through the hard times. Like David Strickle says, like that is when you learn is when you go through your hard times. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be learning a whole bunch of stuff when you're just like having fun or whatever. But I do think that life is also for fun. And mm -hmm. um, I'm totally Good. with him though. We go through polarity for a reason. You need to, you want your soul to evolve. You don't want to just come here and have a life of like, Oh, everything's great. Boring, boring. Like you don't want that. You know what I mean? But if something is pulling your soul to leave somewhere to go do something better to help you and other people, go do that. <laughs> that's all I had to do. And that's what I would tell other people. If you want to go help yourself and other people, you need to take self care and do things for yourself and then go out there and take a shot on yourself. And right. I want to add to that. That was great. Uh, if I don't, if you don't mind, well, I just want to jump in and no, not add something all. really quick that if, if I was look, if I stopped and I looked around at the people who were unhappy around me in that job, getting cancer, getting, you know, having, uh, having all of these things happen. And I realized one day that if I didn't leave, that was going to be me. Mm -hmm. And so so following your intuition, following your, you know, even if it's just like, I cannot stand this, I can't stand this, I'm going to kill myself by, you know, just inadvertently because of of attracting negative things to me of getting cancer, of getting, you know, uh, of, uh, um, I had a discussion with my mom about that. Like, I, I'm so worried that I'm going to get sick. I was always getting sick. I was catching everything that was coming by. That was a sign. That's so, why I did leave the one mm -hmm. I just kept getting sick and I was in the hospital and it was just so evident that I was like, mm, something's off <laughs> and you know what it is and you're still sitting here. That's great. Oh yeah. I went through a similar thing when I left corporate America. Um, I was in a very good paying job. I was working in, in IT. I was running a, a whole network of um, windows servers and, uh, it was a very prestigious position and so forth. And I was just suffocating. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I got, to, well, it didn't also help that we were, our department was being run by somebody who was deliberately trying to tear it apart. You know, that, that kind of contributes that to it. Plus, <laughs> plus there was all the, the rumors about uh, outsourcing the whole thing to India. You know, so you, you combine all that together. The writing is pretty much on the wall. Right. Uh, the question is, mm -hmm. what are you going to do about it? Right. But and I mean, I also, I'm very appreciative. 
of the of what I got from that job. I mean, I mm-hmm. mean, a, a good paycheck, yeah, good health insurance. Yeah. Um, you know, it was steady. I I I kind of knew what was expected of me. That was that's another issue. But I mean, so I I I when I left, I wanted to make sure that I left with a, that I wasn't bringing that energy with me when I was leaving, that I, mm-hmm. that I was appreciative of what it was and that I was just going to leave that behind. Um, because if we don't, if we just leave something in hate or anger, we bring that with us, right? If we don't really, yeah. mm-hmm. if we don't really put the pieces together and understand mm-hmm. why we need to leave that, um, if we're just running away from it and not running towards something, then I think that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. I think when David Strickle would say, is, appreciate your transgressors. I, I just try to appreciate right. everything and anything now. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. That's I think it. So too. Yeah. In fact, um, when I left corporate America, it was before I knew anything about law of attraction, about the uh, source energy, about my role in the whole process and, and how my thoughts control things and bring things into my life. And so that all, you know, all that stuff was completely outside of my knowledge. I had just none of that. And so when I left, I made a whole bunch of mistakes. Now that I, I, I look back and see, oh, yeah, I was making mistakes. Those mistakes were extremely valuable. Right. They were extremely mm-hmm. valuable. I mean, they were miserable, but they were extremely Very, valuable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they became the basis for how I got into all this stuff in the first place. And it became that, that whole section of time that was like from 1999 to about well it transitioned even after i left the corporate world i was um running my own it based business it ran right up until about the 2008 financial crisis mm-hmm. and throughout that entire period it was uh, it, it was like being on a long slow decline down the spiral mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do about it yep but Been that there. section of time gave me so much material that when I finally did start to learn about this stuff, all I had to do was just keep going back to that period saying, well, yeah, I can see I did that. Well, yeah, that happened. Well, this happened. And it it just, so all the mistakes turned out to be wonderful learning experiences for me later on. Blessings in disguise. They were. (laughs) They sure didn't feel like it, but. Yeah. (laughs) They never do, right? No, not really. Mm -hmm. They feel like more like you're being hit over the head with a two by four. But, (laughs) but. Nevertheless, eventually the two by four stopped. You say, oh boy, that feels good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's what made it easier. I mean, because once I, I, I discovered, you know, the Abraham Hicks and in that process and I was, and was in a better place financially, it just, everything sort of just started looking up for me. And so it was a lot easier for me to leave that job. And I found out, oh, I don't lose all my, my, um, pension if I, if I leave or I, I don't lose all that. I can just, you know, I could just freeze it. I can, I can walk away from it. It's not like everything I've worked for, for all those years is gone. Are, are, it's gone. I'm just, I'm now moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was a lot easier having those tools that I learned from, from Abraham Hicks. Uh, I will say, I think if I didn't, it, it was a lot, would be a lot scarier because before sure. we know that we're spirits having a physical experience, we think it's just us against the world, right? Exactly. Take everything so serious. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. right. Until we really understand it, it's like daunting. (laughs) 
I, I, I got to go back to Bridge on this one because you are such an upbeat personality. It's almost impossible for me to believe that you can actually be down the spiral. And yeah. yet, I'm sure you are. Yeah, uh, we all are, right? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are, are you like a different person or something? I don't understand how that works. <laughs> Aren't we all, though, when we're down the spiral? Yeah, that's what David said. <laughs> yeah, he says we'll have different answers, and I would. I will. I mean, it depends on... Yeah, it depends on what mood we're all in, on what answer or whatever we're going to do or say or have or be or whatever. But no, majority of the time I try and stay positive. My dad's always been the most positive person I've ever met in my entire oh, life. That's really good. So that's helped me a million. Um, and so is my mom. Like how I told you, she would text me, make it a great day. Like she knows you have the power to make your own life. You have the power to make your day. Like, and then my dad, I'll be like, have a great day. And he says, every day is a great day. So I'm like, okay, these people already do it without knowing that they're doing it. Cause they're not really into like any of this, you know, which is all good, but like they are without knowing they are. <laughs> they literally already yeah, live it. So that definitely has always helped. And, and what you just described there is <laughs> basically how parents, I think should, could really learn from that. You had these these incredible influences in your life, very positive influences, and look what you turned into. Now, you get all the credit for what you turned into, but those influences played a huge, huge role, I'm sure, in you becoming the effervescent person you are. Yeah, and my one aunt, I'll never forget when she said, she was like, Bridget, and I was young, and she was like, you can do whatever you want to do in life and don't forget it. Mm -hmm. And no one else ever said that. And But that stuck with me forever. And until my later adult life was I like, you can do whatever you want. You can literally go do whatever you want with your life and you can make it happen. <laughs> I love this. You just comment. have to want it bad enough, you know? I got thrown this comment Jeffrey threw and he says, right, I got a huge chunk of money for leaving my government job. It was like the universe wanted me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That is fabulous. Yes. <laughs> hey, Bridge, my husband is very much like that. Like, He's totally like LOA, totally, uh, but he doesn't believe in any of it. It's just mm-hmm. like his whole life is, is like that. He just, people, he, he I, people have even commented, wow, it just seems like he sailed through life. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like he was from money or any of that, but mm-hmm. his mother is very upbeat too. I mean, you know, they're, they're just very naturally up the spiral kind of people and they just, um, you know, they just, People made those comments. He looks like he sailed through life. Like they think Did that he, he was born a with a rough silver childhood. Spoon. I think my parents had it a little like they, they like we all go through stuff, right? So I think mm-hmm. like them going through that, I think also made them how well, they look at things. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Well, he, he, my, my husband is European, and so he realized um, really early on that he had to get out of his country, um, uh, or he wouldn't have, a, you know, a, a chance. And so he, the, it's just that he just, you know, he doesn't, when he, when something doesn't work out the way he wants it, he doesn't, he doesn't linger in that. He just lets it go and keeps going. Yeah. So it's not like there's no harping. Yeah. He just keeps, so he's very, uh, um, he, he's, he's very spiritual without even knowing it. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of people like that. There Very are a much. whole lot yeah. of people like that. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I, I probably shouldn't reveal this because it, nothing's been finalized yet, but I'm going to um, put it out there anyway. Um, we have like a 90% chance we're going to get a visit from one of the presenters on The Secret. Ooh, cool. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. And he has basically changed his whole thing around. He still believes in the law of attraction and so forth, but he now does his presentations 
purely from here's how the human mind works for people who get kind of turned off by the whole spiritual side oh, of, of law. That's of a good idea. That yeah. is a good idea. Looking at it in a completely different way. So, yeah. so as to get, be more inclusive to everyone, because, you know, my husband here is LOA and it's like his, his brain just shuts down. It's like his eyes gloss over right. and it's exactly. like, okay, honey, have mm-hmm. fun. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the woo woo stuff again. Yep, okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's true. It is. This is going to be fun. um, I'll I'll, I'll even tell you who it is. Uh, It's the presenter named Bob Doyle, for those of you who remember the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, we're very close to getting Bob on the show. Oh, that that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm, I'm certainly, after saying it, I hope that it happens. I hope it actually comes true. It will. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pretty confident that it will. And I, I think it's probably because... He is, he's shifting his whole gig around. So of course that's why he's reaching out to the podcaster. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff happening. And there's other stuff happening too. Um, tomorrow I, I, I want to throw in a couple notes here. Um, first of all, Cindy and Jackie are taking tomorrow off, but we're going to get a visit from Monique Scott, who of course was a, Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was- She's going to be talking to us about uh, what's been going on with her, her new project. Talk about taking the, the, the dive off the deep end. She took the dive off the deep end. Mm-hmm. She quit her entire coaching practice, which was a very right. lucrative practice, to become a real estate investor. That's right. I remember be, that. And she's going to be talking about what it's been like. Because she said, I don't know if you remember, Janine, she set a goal for herself that by the end of August, she was going to flip her first house. Well, no, we're in I, August. I didn't, I, I didn't yeah. know that. So I, we're in August. I'm looking forward. We're going to find out how close is she. And, and knowing her, I'll bet you she's almost, she's probably already done it. It would be my guess. Yeah, me too. I've heard I've heard her on some of your podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is she is really just an amazing human being, truly amazing. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a fun visit tomorrow. Um, and then of course we've got David coming on next week, so that's going to be really really cool as well. And then David is also going to be coming on. Uh, I think it's the second Friday of September, so we're going to do a little. Um, uh, joining together of David and uh, Debbie G on the same show, which, That's awesome. you know, uh, you know, Debbie G is, she, she's the other person on the show who has the energy that you have bridge. Yes, she does. Really <laughs> and does. I love it. I actually thought about having the two of you on like, the same show. If we were show. in a room together. I, I thought about having <laughs> the two of you on the same show together. I really did. But then I didn't, I wasn't sure if the electronics could handle it. Yeah, me either. I mean, I mean hey. Seriously. But I mean, I one of you is enough to knock electronics out. Two of you, you could probably take out an entire continent. <laughs> Rich, does that happen to you? Do you like do copy machines, do phones? No, but you know what the weirdest like thing is? No, I never have a problem. My husband will like bang on our old laptop. I'm like, let me, I'll just like rub it. It's fine. But at my <laughs> job that I, I swear, I'm not even kidding. But then at the job that I just left, they would be like, God, everything you touch, you break, but joking around. But it wasn't a joke. Every electronic, even a new printer he bought me, I br- it broke. Everything in there like, that was electronic that I was working with wouldn't work. <laughs> no, my sister is just like that. Like she had to stop wearing watches because the watches would die. I mean, she's like naturally high energy. The one who introduced me to AH, Abraham Hicks. And in watches, computers, phones, she's like, oh my, I, I got this new phone. I'm so afraid to touch it. You know, <laughs> I was just like, am I really not supposed to be at this job? Well, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Well, when to you be honest that, with that's you, yeah, it was like in my face every day. Like wow. it was like everything would break every day. Yeah. 
Because yeah. there's the answer to the question that I asked earlier. I mean, are you ever not in this high vice space? I think it was very clear you probably weren't when you were on that job, and the electronics yeah. were responding to that. And I would try. I mean, they played great music. I would be jamming out all day, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, like my soul just wanted to run out mm-hmm. that door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you were trying to fake it till you make it. That's what you were trying to do. Yeah. But you were you were basically fighting yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I was staying in a place I did too long. I knew I shouldn't have been for too long. Yeah. Yeah. You know? In I the field altogether. But like, but like Janine said, like, uh, super grateful for it. I mean, I couldn't be any, you know, more grateful for all the jobs that I've ever had or anything I ever went through because it wouldn't make us who we are. Like I, right. I was describing a moment ago about how that, that period from like around 2000 to 2008, one continuous downward spiral for me, but it gave me all this material to work with when I was learning how law of attraction worked. When you, when you guys think to the jobs that you left and what you went through at those jobs, what did you take away that, that kind of fed you in the same way that said, wow, that really gave me X or it taught me X or whatever it might be. You go first. I know me too. What did they, what did it teach me? Well, Leaving what, it or what, having what, what, it? What was, you, you mentioned how it, 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 you were really grateful for all the different jobs that you had, which meant mm-hmm. you got something out of it, yes. something that, that you've taken with you. Can you identify something that, especially with the last one where it, the job really did not resonate with you at all, but you took something away from it that really helped? I still always found at least one person that I connected with um, on a soul level. My first mm-hmm. job, it, like, and my second one, my both best friends are from there. And then the one that I just left, I met at least three people that I connected with. You know what I mean? So even if there's only one person, that's it. Like, even if you get one person, it doesn't matter. It's still like an awesome connection. And yeah, I learned a lot about medical. I mean, you know, like, like, you know, a bunch about it. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot about that, but what did I really get from it? Honestly, is like customer service. Like you're dealing with the public. So it's like, you really like, I liked it because it was like, you are helping people in that aspect. But my very last one was more paperwork. So I didn't feel that. So that even more gave me that push to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like at first I felt fulfilled because I was helping people more. It felt like in a direct way type deal um, as opposed to my last one. But there was a lot of takeaways from it because when you're dealing with the public or people or working with a big group of people or whatever, yeah, there's a lot to take away from it. That would, I, that I would, I would need a whole nother hour walk. <laughs> well, maybe not an hour. I could give you another two minutes, but <laughs> yeah, it's just really having like the compassion for other people, honestly, being grateful for every single solitary thing, whether it's, the great song that you heard on the way to work or not. Um, it's the little things for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like the little things also have to do with human connections. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think I have to agree with what you said. Um, a lot of what you said, although I didn't necessarily have a lot to, to direct um, work with, with, with the public, but uh, there's also, there was a lot of round work too, like the, the getting to work, the coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. There was, we rode buses. I was often with the same people. And so I, I got to, to, to really get to know these, these folks. Um, um, but I, and I like what you said and I don't, and, and, and it's not, I don't mean to be negative about this, but it's also, it's, it's, 
I think the thing that I'm most grateful for, you know, when, once I left was realizing it's okay that something doesn't work for me and leaving it. it. That was the biggest takeaway for me because in my mind, I'll be a failure if I quit. If I'm leaving some, everyone was there. This is a good job. It's says great benefits. You know, why would you want to leave this? Because that's only a part of it. it it's not, you know, and so it, it, it's, it's, it's okay when something doesn't work for you. You're so right. It's okay. Yeah. Yes. And it's other okay. people don't have to. Yeah. You're right. It's okay. And you know, in that job, a lot of people loved it and they moved up and it was wonderful. And it's, so it's not, it was just not right for me. Yeah. To each their own. To each their own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's live it. and let live. I like it. That's it. Yeah. Thank goodness we all have different perspectives. Well, Otherwise life would be boring. But by I having absolutely. Those right. Uh -huh. <laughs> absolutely. But with those different perspectives, we end up with a wonderful LOA Today show. So, I mean, among other things, among millions of other, other things in life, yep. but that's one of the things that happens. Those, those yes. different perspectives are huge. And, and even if there are different perspectives about a job, oh, wow, such a great job. How could you leave it? Well, the other perspective works too. Right. They both work. I'm so glad the job is great for you. I'm really, I, yeah. and I hope that you, that you find happiness in it and let's keep in touch. Absolutely. Let's have some coffee. Yeah. Right. You know, that's, that's the yes. way to do it. That's definitely the way to do it. And by the way, this is exactly what uh, Taya is about teaching, right? It's about mm -hmm. finding the gratitude, finding the beauty in the things you don't like. It, it, I love it. It just feels like Taya just feels like the next step in my progression. Mm -hmm. I know that's mm -hmm. been said many times, but it's, it, it's true. It just, it just, and what's next and what's next and what's next. I like it. Well, yeah, you just want more. <laughs> well, you do. Yeah. You do. Want That's more. why I can't wait until it comes on next Tuesday. <laughs> well, I so that... love this. I love being part of this. This is I so love that you're fun. part of it. Thank you. <laughs> so I have to ask you now, I mean, before you came on, you were so nervous and you weren't really sure you're going to be able to make it work and so forth. How do you feel about it now? This is really cool. This is like, we're all at a coffee shop and the only thing that is missing is the smell of coffee and an espresso in front of me. So I think that this is like wonderful. I, I really love it. I love and, being on this you know what you can do about it. that, by the way. You, you can actually get the espresso. <laughs> you can have it brewing so you can have the smell as well. <laughs> you know, I like being on this end because I've been listening to you probably for about uh, maybe two and a half years now. Mm. And and this is, it, it, it's just, it's interesting to be on this end of It's a of different it. feeling, isn't it? It is. It's, yeah. but again, it feels like the next, because I remember saying, I would like to be on there. I would like to be, I remember saying my, to myself, I want to be on this, on LA today, one day. Maybe, maybe I would like that. See, so did yeah. I. Air five. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> well, I'm very grateful that both of you decided to come on. You've definitely contributed in a huge way already. Um, Bridge for two weeks and Janine for one week. And I'm looking Thank forward you. to this continuing. Me this is, too. this is going to get very, Tuesdays all of a sudden now, um, Tuesdays were good before. They're going to get even better. This is They're awesome. Thank better. you. I know. Yeah. This is awesome. So yeah, thank you guys very much. Thank you also to uh, Jeffrey and and uh, I, I want I didn't actually acknowledge him, but Eddie was in the in the live stream saying hello, so I wanted to say hello to him too. So thank you guys. Thank you also to our oh. podcast listeners everywhere, without whom we would not have a podcast. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, Thanks. everybody. Bye.